At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King. We are coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas as Monday Night Football currently in the second half, wrapping up week 13 action and a game that is dominated by weather. The winds in this game have basically changed the approach for both teams. Coming into this game, the National Weather Service had provided a weather warning, a wind advisory for Erie County, New York, which is where Orchard Park is located. That's where the Buffalo Bills play their home games. We're talking wind gusts this afternoon that were up to 50 miles per hour. There were warnings of downed power lines and trees and whatnot. And if you were on Twitter or any social media during the day on Monday, you saw Multiple reporters, radio networks, teams tweeting out the photos and the pictures and the, the, I mean the videos of what it looked like at the stadium with the wind, the snow, the goalposts swaying back and forth, and the total dropped to under 40. This total opened up, by the way, at 46. Amidst reports during the week about the wind, the total went from 46 to 41. It was at 41 coming into Monday. 
And then once the video surfaced online, once people saw how much the wind was going to be a factor in this game, the total dropped to 39 and a half. And what did we see in the first half? Basically, no passing. And you knew that kicking was going to be an issue as well. And so we didn't see any kicks until both teams had the wind at their backs. You see, the Buffalo Bills won the coin toss. They elected to defer, which is the smart move because you're trying to play with the wind. 25 mile per hour winds for this game. Gusts up into the high 30s. And we know this season that windy unders have been a factor. When there's 10 or when there's double digit mile per hour winds, the unders this season are 36 and 18. This total dropped down, as I mentioned, to 39 and a half. The first half total was 20. It's an 11-7 football game here in the third quarter. The Patriots have attempted one pass. It's been all runs, and the only reason that they got their touchdown was because on a third down, Damian Harris broke one for 64 yards to the house. His longest rush of his career, by the way. Then they kicked the field goal in the second quarter when they had the wind at their back. And Nick Folk, who coming into this game has made 50 straight field goals under 50 yards, I believe, converted his 51st consecutive field goal of under 50 yards when he made it from 41 yards out. The Bills' only reason why they got their touchdown was a result of a fluke play as well. A punt that appeared to nick off the helmet of the returner, gave it as a muff back to the Buffalo Bills, and then one play later, it was a Josh Allen pass to Gabriel Davis from 14 yards out for the score. And that's where we are. That's it. The box score in this game is just ugly. You want to talk about game props, the under on every passing prop was the play in this game once you knew about the wind. And the numbers did drop, but still, they're going to go under. Mac Jones had a passing yardage prop going into this game of 197.5. He has completed one pass on one pass attempt for 12 yards. Josh Allen's total was at 229.5. Now, he's thrown the ball more. 8 of 15 for 76 yards and a touchdown. The rushing props for the Patriots, Damian Harris went over with that long run. He's got nine carries, 89 yards, and that touchdown on that 64-yard rush. Ramondre Stevenson was over 43 and a half. He's gone over that total as well as he carries 12 times for 46 yards. Brandon Bolden's got three carries for 25 yards as well. For the Bills, uh, they're just not rushing the ball at all, really. And Josh Allen hasn't rushed the ball a lot. I mean, he has three carries, four now, as he just scrambled to avoid a sack. And he just now, on his fourth carry of the game, has gone over double digits. And his rushing yardage prop was at 36 and a half. I thought that that was going to be a no-brainer in this game. With the wind and the way that both of these teams were going to play this game, I thought Josh Allen was going to run the ball 30 times. Not 30, but you know what I mean. 10 times? 
designed runs, read option plays. The, the wind's going to limit the passing game, so why isn't Josh Allen running the football? Right now, this is the Buffalo offense. Devin Singletary, seven carries, 16 yards. Zach Moss, five carries, 15 yards. Josh Allen, three carries, seven yards. Matt Burita, one carry, three yards. I mean, come on. <laughs> where's, where's the rushing numbers? In a game where it's, it's, gonna, it's very difficult to pass the ball because of the wind, they're not able to do anything rushing the football. And the only reason, as I mentioned, that they got their touchdown was because of the muffed punt on a fluke play. The Patriots' defense, once again, showing up. Once again, dominating a football game. And I know that the weather, the circumstances are obviously going to be, are, are obviously a factor here. And if the winds weren't an issue, which maybe in the second half here, they have died down a little bit. You've seen the Bills are passing the football a lot more in this second half. But even without, even with all this into consideration, Patriots defense has shown up. And they have all season long. And it's why... I picked the Pats several weeks ago to win the AFC East. It's why I still like them to win the AFC East. And I'll be honest. I'm rooting against them in this game. I want them to lose this game. Because if they do lose this game, you're actually going to get better value on the Patriots to win the division. Because coming into this game, they were at plus 115. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you could have bought, could have gotten them plus 350. But they're plus, they were plus 115 coming into this game. If they lose this game, and there's still plenty of football left to be played here, but if the Patriots lose this football game, they'll fall to 8-5, and five, and the Bills will take over first place at 8-4. and four. The Pats will go to their bye, before playing the Colts. The Bills will take over first place. They've had their bye already. The Bills will play the Bucks next week on the road where they are currently an underdog and will continue to be an underdog as we approach kickoff on Sunday. So if the Bills lose that football game. They will fall to 8-5. and five. If both teams win in Week 15, they will both be 9-5, and five, going into a matchup against each other on the 26th in Foxborough. And a Patriots win in that game gives them the division. Because the Pats will finish out their season with the Falcons and the Jets. Oh, no, excuse me. The Bills will finish their season with the Falcons and the Jets. So they'll finish their season with five losses, or six losses if they lose to the Patriots. The Pats will finish their season with the Jaguars and the Dolphins. And yes, the Dolphins have played really good football, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And... Sure, Miami would love to play the spoiler role in that final game of the regular season. 
but that'll just be a win, and you have the division for the Patriots, and maybe even the number one overall seed in the AFC. But if the Pats lose this game to the Bills, their odds go from plus 115 to probably plus two and change. And you still have a great opportunity to win the division if Buffalo loses to Tampa and in Tampa where the Bucs are very, very tough to beat. And then the two teams play each other again in Foxborough. The Patriots still have control of this division, even with a loss here tonight. And selfishly, I was rooting for the Patriots to lose because I was going to bet them to win the division after a loss, getting that better value. The Bills have put a field goal in, so it is 11-10 to score with 6.35 left to go in the third quarter. Again, the, the numbers just aren't great for anybody in the box score not named Damian Harris. Uh, it's just been an ugly, ugly football game. The under, it's you know, 21 points now in the third quarter. If this under doesn't hit, uh, you know, you probably have to stop gambling. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S. O-N-A-I-R. We'll continue to break down the NFL, the divisional races. We'll take a look at week 14, get into the college football playoff as well. Lots to do as I'm in for Tim Murray and Sean King here on the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. of the nightcap is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you in for Tim Murray and Sean King on the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Patriots are going to go for it here on a fourth and one towards the end of the third quarter because, uh, you know, not going to kick a field goal. Uh, they're against the wind in the third. They'll be with the wind in the fourth. It's an 11 10 football game here in uh, Orchard Park as the wind continues to be a factor in play calling and in execution. As there was a play earlier where Stefan Diggs essentially dropped the touchdown, but the wind easily could have played a factor in that bomb pass as it did hit him in the arm and uh, was unable to haul it in. It is week 13 coming to a close here in the NFL. Looking back on the week 13 action on Sunday, I think the biggest takeaways that you have to look at is that no one is essentially out of it when it comes to the playoffs. And what I mean by that is that while certain teams lost and they did take a hit in their own record, they didn't necessarily lose a lot of ground in their standings. For instance, the Baltimore Ravens lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They fall to 8-4. and four. But the Bengals also lost. So they fall to the Chargers. The Bengals fall to 7-5. and five. Baltimore is still in first place in the AFC North. And in the wild card standings, when you're looking at the AFC, the Chargers beating the Bengals puts them now in the sixth spot, but the Bengals' loss just keeps them in the playoff picture. They are number seven. Now, the Steelers are right there, six, five, and one, and that tie could come into play when you look at what could happen with this wild card race. The Colts are not out of it. They're seven and six. The Raiders even with their loss, not out of it at 6-6. Six and six. And the Browns still floating around there. 
And how about the Dolphins? Miami now has won five straight games. They're six and seven. I still don't think they make the playoffs just because there's a lot of teams in that mix there ahead of them. And if you look at the Miami Dolphins schedule, they should pick up a win here against the Jets. They're at the Saints, at the Titans, finish the year with the Patriots. Like, is there a chance that they could win out? Yeah, there's a chance. But I do believe that with one loss, they'll be eliminated from this playoff race. Because looking at these teams, you got to believe that 10-7 and seven is going to be the low mark to make the AFC playoffs as a wild card. The Chargers, look at the wild card teams right now are the Bills, Chargers, and Bengals. If this result holds here on Monday Night Football and the Bills lose, or even if the Patriots lose, we're talking five losses. Those teams, several of them, would have to lose three more games in order to give the Dolphins a chance to get in with eight losses. Now, if the Dolphins win out and they have only seven losses, there's a possibility if Chargers, Bengals lose two more, if the Steelers drop two more. There's just a lot of things that need to happen for the Dolphins, so I don't necessarily consider them in the hunt. But those other teams, absolutely. And then the NFC. I mean, the Vikings lose to the Lions. Congratulations, Detroit. They went essentially a calendar year between winning football games. Their last win came in week 13 of last season. And they get a win. That celebration was like they won the Super Bowl. I mean, they were, you know, pouring water and whatever else on uh, Dan Campbell in the locker room. That speech, they were just, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still partying. And in fact, the Lions, I know it's funny to say this, they're an auto-fade for me this week coming off their first win. Lions are going to be on the road at Denver. There's no chance the Lions win that football game. And Minnesota could actually be a buy-low spot. You know, coming off of that loss, this is what I wanted to talk about. They're still in the playoff picture, even with that loss. They're now 5-7 and seven on the year. But in the NFC, no one is running away with the wild cards. It's not like the AFC, where you have three teams, four teams after tonight, that will have five losses. Because the Bills, Patriots, loser will have five losses. The Chargers, Bengals, and Steelers, all with five losses. In the NFC, the wild card right now has six losses. And there are teams all bunched up with six and seven losses. The Vikings are five and seven right now. And looking at their schedule, they have Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears. At the Packers, going to be a challenging game. You know they're going to be an underdog. Against the Rams at home, challenging game. You should win the two Bears games. And against the Steelers, you're a favorite at home. You got to win the games that you're a favorite in. So, if we're giving them eight wins, just on the games that they're favorite in, 
can they steal a win somewhere and get to nine? Nine and eight might get you into the playoffs. For the Washington football team, they're six and six. They are actually, believe it or not, in control of the NFC East division. If Washington wins out, they're division champs. There's no tiebreakers, no nothing. Five straight, five more wins here. They're division champs. Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. They win those games, they win the division. But even if they, let's say, split with the Dallas Cowboys, there still could be a chance that they win the division. Because Dallas has that game coming up, the two games against Washington. Dallas will also play against the Cardinals, which is going to be a tough game for them. Still a chance for Washington to win the division, but even without the division, the wild card is a a, a very good possibility. The 49ers, I am not a believer in the 49ers. Everyone wants to talk about certain teams and, and the belief in how good they are and all this stuff. I never bought in to the 49ers. And... You know, the, the, the blowout loss to the Cardinals, losing to the Seahawks. I, okay, they beat the Vikings. They beat the Jaguars. The Rams' win was very impressive. Very impressive. But now we're going to find out who this 49ers team is. They're scheduled down the stretch at the Bengals, home against the Falcons, at the Titans, home to the Texans, at the Rams. In those games... They will be an underdog in three of them. What can they do in those three games as a dog? Can they find a way to win one of those games? Can they find a way to win, you know, multiple one, multiple? I mean, if they lose to the Bengals here, it's, it's over. Because I don't see them bouncing back from that. Then there's the Philadelphia Eagles. Do the Eagles have a chance to get into the playoffs now? They're 6-7, and and they're still going to go with Jalen Hurts, even though Minshew looked good. Minshew mania in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was the New York Jets, but still Minshew, 242 yards and two touchdowns and a win. Nick Sirianni says it's still going to be Again, uh, it's still going to be Jalen Hurts. They have Washington, the Giants, Washington, and the Cowboys. It's all division games for them. It's going to be tough because those division games are always tough, especially that Cowboys game at the end of the season. They can't afford to lose a game. And if they do, they're not going to make the postseason. We'll talk more about the NFL outlook coming up next. Mike Sando from The Athletic will join me. I'm Scott Seidenberg, in for Tim Murray and Sean King, right here on the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
follows here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 44 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a way to find key value on props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure you get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg here with you. In for Tim Murray and Sean King on the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joined now by Mike Sando covering the NFL for The Athletic. And uh, Mike, uh, you know, a game that features a ton of wind, not a lot of passing, but still a very important game for the AFC East standings. What's been your takeaway so far watching the Bills take on the Patriots here? Well, I think it's affirmed that, you know, the Patriots are the more balanced team, uh, probably the better coach team to be able to have 42 plays, run the ball 41 times and have success should be impossible. And yet they're grinding out runs like Belichick's holding a December padded practice, uh, on the run game. It's really amazing to me that they're able to do this. Does it surprise you in a way though, or not, not really, because look at what the bills have done uh, earlier, I mean, the Colts ran all over them, and I think the biggest criticism of the Bills is that they're not that physical of a football team. Yeah, I agree. It's just usually the problem for the defense primarily is not knowing for sure what's coming next, Yeah, right? That's why third down is usually so hard in the NFL, because everyone knows the pass and the defense is coming after you. I think we never get to see what we're seeing tonight for a whole game. Certainly, it'll be and usually when it's like this, it's you're in a pass-only situation, which is really hard. Like if the Patriots were passing on every play, they would be losing by three touchdowns, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'd be getting blitzed and the ball tipped and all that. To have somebody just run it in your face 40 times in a row, we have not really seen that to know. You kind of assume you could stop it if you know they're going to come, right? They're going to come right at mm-hmm. you and run. You think that you can stop that, and we're finding out, huh, I, I guess the, the Bills can't. You know, Mike, I, really amazing. You know, I, I don't want to go all doomsday scenario here, but, you know, the Bills, if they lose this game, they'll fall to 7-5. and five. They're at the Bucks, which they're an underdog in. If they lose that, they'll yeah. fall to 7-6. and six. Then they have to play the Patriots again in Foxborough. That could be a seventh loss for them. Is it time, maybe, to hit the panic button in Buffalo? Yeah, I think so a little bit. You know, I still think they're a good team, but I did two projections last night for the top seven seeds, kind of like doing what you were doing where you go through those games and you're like, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to probably beat Tampa. Uh, those sorts of things that I had, I had, if the bills won this game, I had them as the fourth seed. I, th- I thought they would probably then um, have a good chance to, to win a division. I got them going as a seventh seed if they lose this game. And I think that's really realistic that they're, likely a 10 and seven team. Uh, well, that changes it, right? I mean, that makes it a tougher proposition. Now that said, you could be playing Kansas city in the playoffs. Well, we've all seen, they're familiar with it. They probably feel like they can beat them. They're, they're not on fire eaters. So um, maybe there's just such a quality or everybody's flawed in the AFC that maybe it doesn't matter in the end, unless you have the buy, that's probably the big, the big prize, but maybe yeah. everyone else could beat everyone else, right? So let's say maybe the Patriots will exclude them from this conversation. Who is the team then to watch out for in the AFC? 
Um, I do think it's still Kansas City. I mean, their defense has been playing a lot better, and I think they have the one quarterback who has at least proven, maybe not as much this season, that you know, if you had, you could win a lot of different ways, and and you could win with him coming from behind and really throwing the ball around. I still think we're trusting though that they're going to get that going better, and it's been a little concerning for lots of offenses this year. It's, it's been harder. I think defenses have caught up to some of the things that offenses. Some of those wrinkles in the last few years, whether it's some of the motion or the RPOs, it just feels like maybe, you know, there's been a little bit of catching up done. And so we'll see if Kansas City can get that back. Um, we're all kind of waiting for it. And even last night, okay, it's against Fangio. You know, he's he's had a number of some good offenses this year, but it's got to happen one of these weeks. And I sort of still trust that it will, but every week it doesn't, you're, you, you wonder a little bit. I just can't pin it on somebody else. I think the, the the sort of dark horse teams here are New England, who I think if they win this game can be a number one seed. And then I think Indy's interesting. Just a solid team that has a talented quarterback but can protect them because they run the ball. The defense could get better. They can get healthier. They're getting healthier. So those are maybe a couple teams that don't have catastrophic injuries, sort of have formulas of how they can play and might be improving. Talking to Mike Sandler from The Athletics, Scott Seidenberg here on the Nightcap, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Looking over at the NFC, Mike, you know, it's very top-heavy, obviously, with Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa. If there's a team outside of those three division leaders, who would you like to back in this race? Hmm, yeah, at the top, I certainly like uh, Green Bay a lot. I think Dallas is an interesting team that maybe they're just flawed enough in some way to – not get the most out of what they should have. But I really like Dak Prescott. I think he's steady and of all these quarterbacks that are up and down besides Rodgers and, and, uh, and Brady. Um, and I only put Kyler Murray in there cause he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Dak Prescott's just solid, unspectacular. Uh, and you know, maybe they're a team that can get it going at the right time. You know, they haven't been great, but I feel like maybe their best could be to come. Would you give the Rams a shot? You know, I talked last week about the Rams as, you know, being that stock that that drops so low that you're saying, okay, now it's time to buy the dip, right? You know, because this stock is eventually going to rise up to where it should be. The price is going to be what the price is. You know, before the season started, the Rams were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They haven't looked good over the past several weeks, and I can't give them any credit for last week's win. They played a terrible team. But do you think the Rams can come back to form and have a chance at it? Yeah, I, I do. I think they're going to be good. I just don't know if they're going to be consistently good enough all the way through. And I felt like I understood why they got Stafford. I think he makes them better. Uh, but I felt they were all along. They were going to have a hard time doing better than they did last year, which was winning a playoff game and advancing. I don't know that they're a team that's going to go win multiple playoff games because I'm not really 100% sure what they can hang their hat on. I think the passing game has been really good and nice, but uh, – it only gets you so far if you don't have a counterpunch and they've been such a heavy drop back pass team. So second half of the season to me is just a real test of Sean McVay. They, they did things a little differently against Jacksonville, but it's Jacksonville. Yep. So let's see if over the second half of the season, they're going to get Arizona on Monday night. You know, can they morph a little bit and just become a little bit more of a complete or well-rounded team? Cause their defense isn't what it was. I think they were so good on defense last season that that, really helped their defense is just okay and and uh so you know i I like the rams but i'm just not i'm not not loving them 
Who's your coach of the year right now? I know it might be easy to say Belichick, but if if anything, I would say Belichick's the general manager of the year, considering the moves that he made with this team in the offseason, right? It's drafting Mac Jones. It's, you know, get it, signing Matthew Judon and, and, and others. But can you make the case for somebody not named Bill Belichick to be the coach yeah. of the year this year? Well, I'll answer the question. I do think it's Belichick. Yeah. I, if you look at the horsepower they've lost on the coaching staff in the last three or four years, from Brian Flores to Dante Scarnecchia to the receivers coach, tons of people have left there. And I think that that is underrated. And so for them to be where they're at, you can say it's GM. Look, this is somebody who in the past won the coach of the year three times. He had to win 14, 14, and 16 games <laughs> to do it. He has not won coach of the year since 2010. I wrote that in my column in The Athletic today. Even though since then they've been to five Super Bowls, won three of them, won 74% of their games with 22 playoff games and 16 playoff wins, no one's even close. So I think the expectations came down enough that he's going to win it. But as I look at other teams, dare we say, what about Cliff Kingsbury? Mm. Dare we say that? if What about Mike Rabel of Tennessee – who we just keep thinking is going to nosedive. What if they're the two seed? Well, I said, what about Zach Taylor if the Bengals win this division? Yeah, I think they're enough up and down. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. may- maybe on them. Uh, look at what Baltimore's gone through. I, they don't look that good, but yeah. what if they have a high seed in the end? I think it's going to come to Belichick uh, because, well, we thought they were going to be better. I mean, it's been a pretty masterful job. And if they get this win tonight, I think they're going to have a great shot at the number one seed. Oh, what a story that would be. Them lose. I have them lose. I have them, if they win this game, I have them winning the next game against Buffalo. And I, and I think they, I, even if they lose at Indy, which is a tough game, I still think they can be the top seed. So uh, that would be amazing. Mike, I appreciate the time and the conversation as always. Thanks so much. Thank you. There he is, Mike Sando from The Athletic. And what a story that would be. You know, all the conversation about can Belichick and Brady win without each other? Well, Brady goes and wins a Super Bowl in the first year without him, and then Belichick could possibly win a Super Bowl in the next year <laughs> after, dress, after drafting the Brady replacement. That would just be something. I'm Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter, at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. It's the Nightcap here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. hitting the road this week. Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you're in the area, come down and meet the guys and be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm Scott Seidenberg, in for Tim Murray and Sean King on the Nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Bills missed a field goal and trail 14-10 with under seven minutes to go, six and change left. In the fourth quarter, the Patriots are facing a long third down. They have still only attempted two passes in this game. If the Bills stop them here, they'll get the football back with a chance to take the lead. Uh, If you're looking at the props, Josh Allen had a run on that last possession of 21 yards, meaning that he is at 34 for the game. So one more rush from Josh Allen would, in fact, get him over that rushing total. You would assume his prop coming in was uh, 36 and a half uh, on Josh Allen. So see uh, how he does here once the Bills get the football back, which it looks like they will as the Patriots are lining up for a punt. So just about five minutes to go in or six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Bills will get the ball back down 14 to 10. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Once again, hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. You know, when I was talking to Mike Sando about the awards and, yeah, Coach of the Year, it's Belichick. The reason that I don't like betting on Belichick is because can't you just say he's the Coach of the Year every single year? And maybe he didn't win it in the past. He has, like you said, he's won it three times, but in those wins, he had 14 win seasons, 14 win seasons, and the 16 win seasons. And maybe he hasn't won it since those seasons because the Pats were always good. And it's hard to give the guy the coach of the year when 
he's just he's coaching the greatest of all time in Brady, and and the team is just great. But I think that maybe this year could be different because of the circumstances that he was dealing with. No Brady, rookie quarterback. You know, he makes the decision to move on from Cam Newton to start Mac Jones in week one. And he they spent a lot of money on defense. He replaced a ton of players. They don't really have. I mean, think about this. And the Patriots have never had that top wide receiver like they had in the past. And that was what, you know, when they had Randy Moss, you know, yes, Julian Edelman's been the guy. When they had Amendola for a couple of years, you know, Welker for the seasons. But, yeah, they haven't had, even this year, there's no star. Kendrick Bourne's with their leading receiver, right? It's it there. There's no real star power on that receiving core. And even the running backs. Damian Harris has had a nice season. Uh, he's having a good game here today as, obviously, they're running the ball a lot. But I don't think he's a Pro Bowl back. And Mac Jones, he's your offensive rookie of the year. He's been steady as she goes. It's been a tremendous season for Mac Jones. But he's not putting up monster numbers. On the season, Mac Jones has only thrown 16 touchdowns to 8 interceptions and 2,850 yards. Compared to someone like Tom Brady, who leads the league in passing, who has thrown 3,771 yards and a league-leading 34 touchdowns. So it's not Mac Jones that's winning it for the Patriots. It's their defense. It's the offense playing complementary football. And all of that combined is what's helping this Patriots team win football games. And perhaps that's why Belichick would deserve Coach of the Year. But I also think that there's value in looking at some of the teams that, and I guess you can say the Patriots would qualify into an overachieving team. But I believe that everyone thought that they were going to be better this season. Most, most prognosticators prior to the season had them as a potential playoff team. But the Bengals go from, what, a four-win team last year to now a team that could win their division? Joe Burrow coming back off the, dev- off the knee injury, a rookie wide receiver in Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon having an all-pro season. Zach Taylor's done a nice job with this team. Cliff Kingsbury certainly gets some love. The team's in first place. They, they're 2-1 and one without Kyler Murray at quarterback. They've dealt with injuries, and they've had a really nice season, the Arizona Cardinals. It's amazing. They, they get no respect. The Cardinals are 10-2. and two. They have the best record in the NFL. They're not the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're not the second favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're not the third favorite or the fourth favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl. As uh, the Bills are moving the football down the field here, we'll keep you updated on what's going on there in Buffalo as they have a chance to take the lead with a touchdown. The Cardinals are your fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 800. They have the best record in the NFL. No respect, though. They're the third favorite to win their own conference. And I think when you talk to most people about who's going to come out of the NFC, that's the consensus, right? It's the Green Bay Packers, 
or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No one is saying it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals, the team that has the best record. Now, they lost to the Packers. That was a tough game. And then they lose to the Panthers, which was completely fluky. They've bounced back. The thing with with this team, and maybe it's the reason why people aren't buying into them. Outside of the win against the Rams, where's the... where's the real test for them on this schedule? Like, where's the win that you say, this team is legit? Their toughest test was the Packers game, and they lost. Every other game has been against bad teams or mediocre teams. They beat the Titans in week one. Okay, week one, I always throw out week one wins. Like, look, the, the Jaguar, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the Packers got blown out by the Saints in week one. Week one is essentially the preseason now. In a 17-game season, week one, throw it out. They beat the Vikings in a game in which the Vikings missed a field goal at the end. They beat the Jaguars. That Rams game, which was the big win, they beat the 49ers barely with Jordan Love at quarterback. And if Jordan Love doesn't get stopped at the goal line on a fourth down, 49ers might win that game. They beat the Browns, and we all know what type of season the Cleveland Browns have had. I mean, you want to talk Jekyll and Hyde, you look at the Cleveland Browns. They beat the Texans, the 49ers again, the Seahawks, and the Bears. And then even moving forward, look at this schedule. They'll play the Rams here this week. That is going to be a great game, a Monday Night Football game. That will... That will definitely tell a lot about this team. Can they beat the Rams for a second time this year? But let's say they lose that game. What type of respect are they going to get then? They'll play the Lions. They should win that game. They'll play the Colts. They should win that game, but the Colts are a tough out. We've seen that, right? At the Cowboys. It's going to be a tough game. Then the Seahawks, they should win. But does anybody believe right now that the Cardinals could could go into Tampa or could go into Lambeau and win a playoff game? And I think the answer is no. And before you say, but they're the number one seed right now, well, they lose one game. That might be all it takes for the Packers to get the number one overall seed. Because Packers have that head-to-head tie break. And if you look at Green Bay's schedule for the rest of this season, I don't know if they're going to lose a game. Bears, Ravens, Browns, Vikings, Lions. All right, you want to say at the Ravens? <laughs> Have you watched Baltimore over the past couple of weeks? <laughs> you confident in that? So, <laughs> the Packers coming out of their bye, probably getting healthier. David Bakhtiari could potentially return this week. Green Bay's going to finish with the one seed likely. You think Arizona's going into Lambeau and winning a game? You think Arizona's going into Tampa and beating the Bucs? I don't think so. I don't think anybody thinks so. So that's why, despite having the best record in the league at 10-2, and the Cardinals get no respect in the future market. Because I don't think people believe that they're good enough to win those games against the teams that I just mentioned. 
I'm Scott Seidenberg. Once again, follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air. I'm in for Tim Murray and Sean King. Coming up, we'll get into the college football playoff recap Monday Night Football as well. Here on the Nightcap on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.